If you are just getting started with the NGSS and 3D teaching, I want to invite you to check out Bring Wonder Back, an on-demand video series designed to help you understand why moving through the textbook and teaching topics is actually crushing your students' curiosity and what you can do instead. It's going to help you shift the work of learning where it belongs by building your understanding of explorations and discovery-based teaching practices. And finally, I'm going to help you take the first steps toward transforming your students into scientists through 3D learning, which is really what the NGS is all about. You can access this video series at iExploreScience/wonder and get ready to bring wonder engagement and a love for learning back to your science class. All right, to the show. Welcome to the Teaching Science in 3D podcast. My name is Nicole Van Tassel. And I'm Erin Sadler. And we are two science teachers dedicated to helping you cut through the confusion and meet the intent of the NGSS so you can master all three dimensions. The NGSS can seem totally overwhelming, but implementing these standards doesn't need to be. Hey there, this is Nicole Van Tassel with Isler Science, and I'm here with... Erin Sadler from Sadler Science. And um, thanks for listening or tuning into the Teaching Science in 3D podcast today. Uh, we are actually going to be talking about something we've never, ever talked about before on the podcast. I mean, we've talked about it before, but not with you. Um, and that is engineering. I know. I Like, we were a couple episodes ago, we were just talking. We're like, oh, we've never really talked about engineering. We've, um, we've kind of put it off, which I think is kind of funny because I think that that's probably the way that we also started incorporating it. You know, like that was kind of like that last piece that we started bringing in. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to first start off with kind of like why, I don't know, like our initial thoughts about engineering and like why we didn't, didn't do engineering. Um, and then we're going to talk about kind of the progression that we have gone through and we've seen other teachers go through kind of in their journey toward incorporating engineering. Um, and then I think in another episode, we're going to get into some really concrete ways that you can start incorporating engineering. But I do think that at the end of this episode today, you are going to for sure have some ideas of maybe where you're at in this like spectrum of incorporating engineering and where you want to move toward, which I think is important because we always want to know where am I and what's my next step. And then that will help you in our next episode, figure out which strategies should I go to next. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to go first about like, what was your engineering experience or what did you think about engineering? Um, if I can be totally honest, when I saw engineering in the standards, I was like irate. I was so angry because I was like, they want me to teach all of these things, all of these new things. And I also have to teach engineering and I don't even understand like all of these pieces and I have to do engineering too. And I was like, no, I just, I'm just, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, just no. no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's hilarious. So I, was like a little snob about engineering. I feel like I was like, spaghetti towers are stupid and I'm never making parachutes. And this is just the dumbest activity in the whole world. And engineering is stupid. And some degree of that, you know, mm -hmm. I like was a snob about engineering. I thought like, I like looked down on engineering activities. Yeah. But in all fairness, when we see a lot of these types of activities, 
they really aren't well integrated and they work better as like team building activities or something like that, not necessarily for like true science integration. The way that I've always seen them use don't really support middle and high school science classrooms. Yeah. And that's not to say in every situation, because I'm sure there are some amazing teachers who are very fluent in engineering that can absolutely tie those things in really, really well. But in the way that I always saw them presented, like at conference sessions about how to use more engineering or at, in, in videos or just in discussions or in my own you know, education experience, it was always like, this is a fun little project and it's engineering, right? And then I was always just like, engineering is stupid. I, I don't like engineering. And I don't have time for this, like for sure. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And I think yeah. that um, a lot of that for me personally came from like just not understanding what engineering was and not yes. having any background knowledge in engineering. So maybe we can spend a couple of minutes and just kind of explain what engineering is. Yeah, that was absolutely my my problem too. Um, So I actually didn't, really fully understand engineering until I left like the full-time classroom and I was working for like an outreach, like an outreach engineering program um, at a local college. And that is when I first understood what engineering was. And I was like, oh man, I should have been incorporating this. Like I'm an idiot. Um, So the way that I see engineering, it's about an I don't, you, I don't know if you have like slightly different def- definition, but this is like how I would define it basically would be, it is taking like your science knowledge and applying it to solve problems, solve real world problems. So I, um, I always think about like science is answering questions about the real world and engineering is like defining problems and solving problems that we see in the real world. That's kind yeah. of my definition in my I don't know. Yeah, okay. I feel like I've heard that something like, you know, science explains what we see and engineering like solves the problems that are related to it or whatever, or improves is, is like the goal is to improve our lives or our experience or whatever, where science is more like just understanding and explaining it. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that with that kind of definition and whatever tweaks on that, you know, if you're an engineering expert and you would tweak that, let us know. We will We'll update our description. Um, but I think that, you know, with what, if that's your basis, there's a very clear rationale for why we should be incorporating engineering because it's about taking science knowledge and applying it in, in a very like utilitarian way, right? So why do we have to learn this? Well, it helps you understand stuff. Okay, why do I care about understanding stuff? Well, because there's a lot of problems that we need to work on. Exactly. You know? So it yeah. adds, again, that layer of relevance and... Um, yeah. I, I also just like that definition because it's so much less intimidating. Like it's just solving a problem. It's defining and solving a problem. I I can do that. I don't know if I can like, I don't know, engineer, like (laughs) have this massive engineering project per se. Like I can look at, you know, we can look at problems and solve the problem. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that made me think of that. That is why I hated spaghetti towers because they seemed so devoid of, first of all, real world problems. And second of all, there was no actual science content connection. Um, And I feel like the first really good engineering project that I ever came across was the, I think it's Auburn University. I think they're the ones that created it. And it was like this penguins one where the goal, you learn about these penguins that are becoming overheated because of global warming. 
And so they have to, you have to build them a house to keep them, you know, safe and protected. But the whole unit, so the whole unit's about solving this problem is of protecting these penguins. And I think I call it in my class, I call it like Peter penguin. So we were all trying to save Peter and, um, and the whole unit wasn't about, it wasn't just, and this could be done in a, in a not as great way where you just like, go try and figure it, like, just go and build a house you know, and test it. And, and I mean, you could do that, but it would take many, many, many iterations, right? Because they'd first have to understand, here's my house, here's why it failed, or here's my house, and here's why it succeeded. And then you'd have to investigate all of that. So you could absolutely do it that way, I guess. But either way, the point is, the point, though, is before you got to the actual building of the house, you had to go through the process of understanding about heat transfer and different materials and which ones conduct heat and which ones like are insulators and all of that. And so it was very much, the project itself was tied to exactly the science content in the unit. So it was just all this perfectly wrapped bundled bow. Um, and honestly, the only criticism that I ever heard about that unit was that there was not as many opportunities for students to like iterate their designs or go back and fix things, which is just easily something that you can incorporate, you know, it's just giving them a little bit more time to make corrections and all that. But, um, but that's the important thing too, I think is like spaghetti towers were always just, okay, we're building something, but who cares? Like, are we learning about the strength of spaghetti? Do I care? Like, do I care about the strength of marshmallows? Um, even if I figure out that maybe it builds better if I do like lasagna noodles or three different bars of spaghetti again, how am I, how does that relate to any of the things that I'm learning here about, I don't know, spaghetti or like, yeah, that's always, I just always felt like it, especially like, um, you and I have kind of talked about that. We were like in gifted programs as kids. And I feel like they made us do that kind of stuff all the time. Like, what does this, like, what does this relate to? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm scarred for life from like building bridges. Like I yes. again. <laughs> and, and again, there might be some engineers out there who like, or engineering, you know, driven teachers that are doing spaghetti towers in a way that really makes sense to their content and curriculum. Maybe they are tying in force and measuring and, at, and whatever. I don't know. But the way I've always seen it presented, it was just, let's build a spaghetti tower and see what, and, and try to fix our designs. And like, that's great. Like that, builds, you know, your growth mindset or, or whatever, but it's, it's not really the place of engineering in a truly, you know, NGSS or science three, 3D science class where the goal is engineering tied to science content, not just monkeying around engineering. Well, and I think it's like really important to just state that the NGSS was written to be like STEM standards and they weren't written to be like just science standards, that they were written to be an integrated discipline. And so like all of the different pieces are meant to be like meshed together, like puzzle pieces and, you know, like yes. form a really nice, like, I don't know, like a net, I don't know, just like yeah. really integrate well with each other and not just be engineering is separate and science yes. is separate and math is separate and all of that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. So we're going to talk about kind of the levels that we have seen teachers kind of go through when it comes to engineering. I actually, and we're kind of skipping over this step and maybe we shouldn't, but we're going to skip it right now. Um, but I do have a blog post out there. If you're still not sold on why you should be teaching engineering, please go to the blog. I will link it in the show notes. And it's literally, I think it's titled why you should be teaching engineering. Um, so if you're not sold on teaching engineering, please read that and just give it some thought, give it some consideration and see if you can take those baby steps toward bringing it in. I know I was 
anti-engineering for a long time. Um, and I did my students a disservice because of that. But anyway, we're going to talk about kind of the way we see this like progression of integrating engineering. And you can kind of think about where do you fall on the spectrum? Are you doing this? Have you done it before? Um, and that can give you kind of inform you for next time when we talk about some more concrete strategies, like what you should do to maybe take it to the next level or what you could do to take it to the next level. You can do whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Aaron, what's like the first level that, well, actually I'm just gonna say the first level that I see is like not doing it at all. Right, or like <laughs> denial. I always like liken it to like the seven stages of grief. Like the first one is denial. Like I'm not doing this. We're not, it's like a zero place. Like, nope. <laughs> and that just now, just now. <laughs> Okay, so then what is the step above that, would you say? Um, I think the next step is like what we talked about with the, you know, spaghetti towers and building bridges and parachutes and stuff just outside of actual integration into science, just kind of like doing it as a separate thing. It's like this, the STEM, the people who do STEM activities, like engineering activities on like the party day, like the throwaway days. Like we have a party in this class, so we're just going to not do anything and I need to fill it in and I don't want to do a movie. So we're going to do a engineering project. Exactly. Or, or we here's have a half day we have to do, we, we had a snow delay or, or whatever. You just like throw it in there as like a wasted day because you're like, I need to keep you busy for an hour. For sure. I totally did that on our, um, on our testing days because the kids were sitting for hours and hours and hours. Yes. And then, and then you like want to get them up and moving and doing something. And yes. that's fine. It's, I it's, think, yeah, it's, I'm not judging that. Like okay. keep doing that. If you want, like, it's better than showing a movie, I guess for an hour, because half the time they sleep through the movie. Um, right. Right. but it's great for that purpose, but it's not enrich enriching your science content. Exactly. Yeah. It's not what I would call like inc truly incorporating engineering or like reaching for the highest when it comes to engineering. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So if you're doing that, keep doing it, but don't check engineering, the engineering box off for the year because you, yeah, you're, you're still not quite there. Yeah, exactly. And then I think, um, the next phase is kind of where I find myself because, um, I like, I'm stepping my toe into real engineering into like my science content, but I'm not able to come up with those ideas, like for a, you know, like a big all encompassing, lesson sequence that incorporates yeah. science and engineering. So for me, that is like identifying, um, like just defining a problem and like defining the criteria and the constraints and like really taking those, those like kind of, I don't know, easy pieces and, yeah. and incorporating it that way. Yeah. See, that's really interesting. Cause I always kind of saw like the next level as like the people who do their science unit exactly like they always do. But then at the end, they're like, I'm going to do this engineering project or like this assessment because that's the performance expectation says design a, mm -hmm. design a house or whatever, design a device. So I'm just going to tack it on at the end. They're going to do the project at the end. And, and then I'm going to say I did engineering, right? Because I checked it out. I did it there. But, um, but I didn't actually... I didn't actually integrate it through the whole unit. So students don't really know what they're doing when you get to that point. So then, yeah. then, then it flops and you're like, shoot, well, I tried engineering and it didn't go very well. Cause my students didn't know anything of like what to do or how to do it or how to move through the project. And so I think that like happens too. Yeah, for sure. I, um, like on, on that note, I think it's kind of weird to assess your students on something that they haven't been taught. Do you know yes. what I mean? And I think yeah. that we, um, I think that we do that a lot. It's just like, okay, and then here's engineering. 
but. yeah, that's, I think engineering comes in like that a lot. Um, I also think, and this is kind of is connected to that is like, I see teachers doing just a whole unit just on engineering that doesn't tie to any of their science content that they would normally be teaching. So it's like, we're going to do an, an, a unit on engineering and the engineering design process, but I'm not actually teaching any science content during this unit. So you're not really using science content during this unit because I haven't taught, like we haven't learned it or we haven't gone through it together. It's like when they do the scientific method unit, you know, it's like the same thing. I'm going to do an engineering unit. And that's not really the intent of the NGSS either. It's like you said, it's a, it's a puzzle piece. It should all be interwoven. Exactly. And I, I think that that is like, like focusing on the engineering design process is okay for like if it's an engineering class, but not for your, your science, your NGSS science class. Right. I think, you know, as they're doing the engineering project, they're going through that process. And I mean, yeah, so you might be, you should be talking about it and all that, but that isn't, that does not need to be the, like the focus of a unit. It's just a tool, just like the scientific method unit, like should not exist because we don't need to have that be the focus of our unit. It's, it's a tool, the science practices, the engineering practices are tools to help us reach whatever our real objective is, which is solving that problem or explaining that phenomenon. Well, and I, I feel like there's like where I, I am is kind of like a parallel place where it is bringing in those like the science and engineering practices and looking at like, for me, I look at like the subcomponents of the practices. If you look at the NSTA matrix, it, it always kind of breaks out the science piece and then the engineering pieces at the bottom. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of doing that, but that authentic, like well-woven in engineering piece is still not where I am right now. Be totally honest. Yeah. I, and I, I think it's, I think it is so hard because we, I didn't, I never experienced engineering besides spaghetti towers and parachutes, which, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I have a hatred for it. Um, And I didn't even know, like, that's what I thought of when I thought of engineering too. And I think that's a point to bring up. Like engineering is so much more than just building little gadgets. Um, You know, we have chemical engineers, we have bio and I don't know, what's it, biochemical engineers or bio engineers or both. Um, We have like industrial engineers that don't even build like think they maybe they do but like sometimes they don't build thingies they're the ones that tell mcdonald's to arrange your room in this way so it's the most productive like we engineering is is it's literally just science solving processes using our science knowledge so it doesn't have to be building something at all it can be developing strategies or developing plans or um like systems and things like that so i had no idea of what engineering was when I left, you know, 12th grade, I thought it was literally just building gadgets. And that was it. And I'm like, I don't want to build gadgets. I don't like gadgets. So and with math, I thought there was, some- yeah. And then, and math. And I, as you know, like math is not my favorite <laughs> of the practices. So, um, yeah. So I think I just, it's hard to, it's hard to just like it's hard to understand this way of teaching because we didn't experience it ourselves. It's hard to know how to incorporate engineering because we have not experienced, most of us didn't experience like a really great engineering program or like integration in our own education experience. So it's absolutely it's monkeying around and, and playing with it in our own classroom. And eventually we get better at it. Yeah. And then we have the like final level where you're like, Oh, and everything like falls into place and yeah. you are like, integrating engineering into each of your units and your, you know, like 
just like your penguin project that's a really good I've seen that one a lot that's a really good way that it's like interwoven into into your practice yeah yeah and honestly that reminds me a lot of like I feel like and it's in a storyline you might have a storyline that the anger phenomenon is a phenomenon something that happens and that like lends itself really well toward just at the end of the unit you're constructing your explanation or you're developing an argument an argument or whatever, or you could have a phenomenon that is like a problem mm-hmm. and then your unit kind of lends itself more toward solving that problem. So it's almost like a problem-based learning kind of approach. And I think engineering ties in like so well there. So, you know, in that unit, engineering comes to the forefront because again, with NGSS, it's all a puzzle, but not all the pieces fit together all the way, all all equally exactly the same, you know, some units and some activities and some whatever, different practices come to the forefront, different, um, obviously, disciplinary core ideas come to the forefront, different crossing concepts. So in that sense, like you might have some units that really integrate engineering really fully and focus on it, like a unit where the storyline starts with a problem. And in other units, you might just bring it in those bite sized pieces like you're doing where the unit isn't necessarily focused on solving this problem, but hey, why don't we read this article and bring in some literacy too and um, talk about the solutions that these scientists devised and the you know social and technological and economic constraints that are at like the root of this argument here or whatever. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, so it's just like this little balance of bringing, and if you can't see me, but my hands are like flying everywhere, like some of them in here and some in here and they're, you know, and it's just little, little bits and pieces everywhere. And you just weave it together. It sounds so easy, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know both of our hands have been flying around like crazy today. Like you guys are missing out because this is audio. (laughs) Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So just really quick, funny story before we wrap up, I was, so I always tell my husband, like, I get so many more stuff than he does. And I'm like, oh, it's, you know, because I'm always chasing the kids around and you're just sitting at your boring desk all day or whatever. And I mean, on the days that on like work days, I don't get quite as many as chasing the kids around. However, I always just give him a hard time about it. That's the gist here. And then the other night I was like talking to him and all of a sudden my Fitbit does the buzzing thing that it does when you reach like your 10,000 steps. And he's like, Oh, so now I know how you get your your ten thousand steps every day by uh, talking with your hands because you were not moving, <laughs> like you were not walking when it did that. And I was like, okay, well, that might account for some of my steps, but sure. I still I still walk more than you. Um, it's a competition because no, it should not be. But everything's a competition, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, um, that was just a random story. <laughs> So do you have anything else about engineering, Karen? Well, nothing more that I want to say in this episode. So we'll cover like practical strategies in the next episode. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So make sure you tune in next time. We will be talking about, yes, those practical strategies, ways you can start incorporating engineering um, and just kind of reflect right now, like today, as you like leave, kind of reflect, how are you using engineering? What has been your own experience with engineering and what, um, like what, what level are, would you say you're at and where do you, where would be the next step? You know, the next logical progression in your journey toward integrating engineering. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to like go from zero to, you know, level. Yeah. Yeah, No, don't put that pressure on yourself. Um, Okay. 
Awesome. Well, we will catch you later. If you have questions, reach out to us, Instagram, websites, Facebook, whatever, you know how to find us. The links are also always in the show notes and we would love to hear from you. We'd love uh, for you to leave us a review. If you're enjoying our podcast, it helps us, you know, be found in the search results so that other people, um, check it out. And we'd love to just find new ways to support you and connect with you. Yeah. Sounds good. We will talk to you or we'll let you listen to us next week. (laughs) All right. Have a good one guys. Bye. Bye. If you have questions about this episode or anything else that we've covered on the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can submit a question at teachingscienceinthreed.com slash questions. And that three is the number three. And that will take you to a Google form and you can either type out your question or you could submit an audio file. We would love it if you submitted an audio file too, because that would allow us to include your voice on our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Making sure that your lessons are three-dimensional isn't always easy. While you don't need to include all three dimensions every single day, you do want to make sure that each dimension is regularly addressed. I developed a really simple 3D planner to help keep me focused. It helps me track which pieces I'm using in my daily lesson plans. It only takes me five minutes to fill out, and it helps me notice patterns in my own lesson planning. For example, when I first started using it, I noticed I wasn't including the cross-cutting concepts as often as I thought I was. Just by recognizing this, I was able to focus on this one piece and improve my lessons. Right now, you can grab the same template that I use for my own planning for free. Go to sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner to grab yours. That's sadlerscience.com slash 3dplanner.